SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and Hope with Sweet Tea and Sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after too. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. As we stated in the last two episodes, this month we're talking about loyalty and what it means to be loyal, both biblically and in today's world. And our Topic today, again, as I stated, is loyalty, but is being loyal to your family. And I'm, I'm also going to talk about what it is to be, what it is biblically to be a family. And in Ephesians 5.31, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So when couples decide to say, I do, and they join that highway of no marriage exit, merge, the marriage merge. I have that down as a topic for later, the marriage merge. But when a man and a woman decide to say, I do to each other, they become one flesh according to God's word. And that means what that means they need to start their own family. Not saying that sis, um, siblings and fathers and mothers and father in laws and mother in laws, all, and and all, of, all of the normal family stuff isn't there and doesn't stay there. You still need to form your own family and become the, you two need to become the nucleus of your family and determine how your family is going to serve God, worship God, how you're going to raise your kids to to fear God and to seek God and and to go and start their own families. Yeah, the two of you become a family then. Right. You're the main family. You're the ideal nucleus of the new family that is formed. And like you said, you know, serpent to, you know, I think about that scripture in Joshua is that where it says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Exactly. And so that's the decision that we made. Yes. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. Regardless of what anybody else did or said or how they behaved or whatever. Right. And it's, it's not always easy and it's not always, um, Politically correct, even within your family. But if it's it's a decision that you, the two of you made together to serve the Lord and to to follow the Lord, then that's what you need to do, and that's where you need to maintain your focus. Well, I think when you took that vow, that marriage vow, you're vowing to each other and before God and before the people that are in the congregation that. You are now forming a new family, and you, the two of you are going to become a family. 
Right. And I wish that that was understood by everyone. And that meant that everyone would back off and not try to meddle in your new family. But that's just not the case. I haven't found it to be the case in anybody I, I've talked with. No, it's, it, I don't know that it's, mother-in-laws and mothers always seem to know best what's for their kids and and they don't so they think they don't always approve of the spouse or, or the or, way they do things or the way or, yeah yeah and it, it even gets sometimes it gets so bad that they even nitpick about the way you fold clothes or the way you keep your house or oh, yes or the way you you don't keep your house or I mean what yeah. happens in our four walls is between me and her and me and God, and it's what our we're kids. happy with, right? So it's it's not a matter of what the rest of the family thinks. It's our family that we're creating, and that y'all are creating between you and your spouse, and your kids, and how you're raising your kids, and how you're seeking out God's will within your within your family. And I think sometimes one of the hardest things is. Um, you know, well, why do you do it this way? My mom did it that way. Or why did you do, you know, why, and why do you want it this to, to be done this way or whatever? And that's, that's hard to do because you're both coming from different backgrounds. And that's where a Simba's assessment comes in handy because that kind of tells you some of those things that you differ on that you might want to talk about and resolve before you get married or, right. you know, you, that you'll at least be aware of when you get married. But, um, you know, it was hard for me because um, Arnold's not so much his mom, but his dad would be like, well, why do you have to do it this way? Well, why do you have to have, well, why do you have to have so many pets? And, and, you know, I, I finally learned the best way for me to deal with that was with my sarcasm, my sass, but also with scripture or to turn it back on him. So the pet question I got quite often was, why do you have to have so many pets in the house? I said, because you never let your son have any pets growing up, and now I have to live with pets for the rest of my life. Bam, shut it down right then. Because he couldn't argue with that. He did not let his kids have pets, a hamster. That's the only pet they had. And this guy loves pets. He loves his cats. He loves his dogs. He loves his pets. And we were always going to have pets. I told you about our pet in an earlier episode when he came home two weeks after we got married and said, I got you a cat. I didn't want a cat. He wanted a cat. But that's, you know, his dad would never let him have pets. Nope. And so, but, but when I was able to turn that back and say, it's because the choices you made is the reason we have pets in the house. Because if you'd have let him have a pet, maybe we wouldn't have 15 you know we've never so, had 15 we, you know it feels like 15 sometimes <laughs> but you know that's just you know you have to learn how to stand up for yourself and speak up for yourself but also do it with respect because they are they are your in-laws they are your elders and you need to be respectful and you need to go with what your personality is. You know, this is my personality. This is who I am. I'm I'm sad. That's just who I am. And so I found that that, and then when he would uh, come at me with different things, if I could quote scripture to him, 
because scripture says this, or I could take my Bible and read the scripture to him, then he can't argue with that. People cannot argue with that because that's God. God said that. I didn't say that. I didn't make the rules. God made the rules. Those are God's rules. Yeah. What about dealing with your lovely in-laws? Well, it was like we stated in an earlier episode, the night I met her mom, I knew right then and there how this, how our relationship was going to be. And it was going to be one of um, tolerance on my part and just learning to deal with the issues that came up and sidestep them which I found was interesting in our relationship because like Elizabeth said, or like Sass said. Um, That's okay. I go by both. Yeah. My dad and mom would always ask her questions, but they would never ask me the questions. But when it came to her mom and stepdad, they would always ask her the questions, but never came at me with the questions. Yeah. I don't, I, I never did figure that out. Do I have a target on my head that says, you Apparently. Know, point, point the bullets at me, I can take it. And there, now I can't. At a time in my life, that time in my life, I couldn't. I learned how. It strengthened me. It grew me. But at the time, it, it felt like a rejection. Every, every yeah. single thing felt like a rejection because I was living from rejection rejection that I felt growing up not knowing my father being taken away from my home and my parents my who I felt were my parents yeah. and um you know being abandoned and being um abused um I you know I came from a place of rejection and it took many 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 years for me to learn that God didn't reject me I wasn't an accident I actually what was said to me one time was um, I said something about why don't we have birthday parties? Why don't we ever have birthday parties? And my mother said, we don't celebrate mistakes. Now, was that directed directly at me? I don't remember whose birthday I was asking about hers, my stepdad's, their anniversary, something celebrate that most people celebrate. But she said, we don't celebrate mistakes. And that spoke to the rejection that I felt inside of me that I said, oh, she doesn't celebrate me because I'm I'm a mistake. And it took a long time for me to understand that God doesn't make mistakes. No. She might not have intended to have me, but God intended for me to be here and for me to be the specific combination of DNA of that man and that woman to create me. And it was by no means an accident. Because God doesn't do accidents. God does absolutely everything on purpose. Well, it wasn't just you that they rejected. They, I mean, they rejected me as well because they just tolerated me being in the house. They tolerated me being around. And they rejected our kids as well. They rejected well, our kids. Our well, two younger ones. Yeah, our oldest was our, the princess. When our two youngest ones were born, they... Um, Again, they they tolerated them only because they belonged to us, and they felt like they had to, especially our son, yeah. our youngest. They really did a number on him, and I hate that I didn't recognize it sooner and take him out of that situation. But it's you know it's it's all stuff that we had to learn through the through time uh, trial and error and time and and when 
and you know god's timing is perfect yeah and it, you know? it happened when it happened and and he was exposed to that for a purpose and a reason in his life that god is yet still working out for him who me or joshua, our son joshua our son you know he's still working through that and yeah, you know he still deals with that and that's a you know to this day oh i know and that's something that god is going to help work through in his life so we need to realize that you know, because I didn't step up and take them out of that situation sooner. I don't need to blame myself and, and be down on myself and beat myself up for it because God intends everything. God, Satan intends it to destroy, but God intends it to serve his purpose and his timing. So everything we, we, we go through is meant for a purpose. So our son going through that, our middle daughter going through that rejection has made them stronger and made them who they are and has shaped them and maybe has made them more resilient to not take rejection or not take people talking down to them and they are more willing to stand up for themselves and things like that, that God was working out that I I didn't know, I couldn't know. Well, not only that, but with them having to deal with it at such a young age, allowed them to... Um, see what it's like to have um stepchildren because our youngest daughter married a gentleman who had two kids from a previous marriage and the way she accepted those two girls is yes. totally different than the way i was accepted into that side of the family and the way our two youngest kids were accepted were not accepted into that side of the family they were as I stated, they were tolerated to be there. Well, even the way that they taught, they, they tolerated um, my stepbrothers and sisters, the way that my, my mom and stepdad tolerated me to right. an extent because my half brother and sister were the perfect ones. That was the family. I was set, set apart. I wasn't part of that nucleus fifth wheel. because I was, um, I was illegitimate. So I was pushed aside. I wasn't worthy, but my brother, my half brother and sister were their two kids together. So they were worthy. So even that rejection didn't just go to you and the kids. It went to me. It went to my stepbrothers and sisters. I mean, and to this day, none of my step siblings nor I even have any contact with my parents because of the way that they treated us. So as we stated in the beginning of this episode, loyalty is something that you have to determine is between you and your spouse, you and your kids, and you have to maintain that um, poor loyalty. And as long as you're loyal to each other and loyal to God this way, the bond that is created here can't be broken. Right. Because the strongest cord you can have is three three cords wrapped around each other. And as long as it's you, your spouse, and God intertwined there together, that cord will never be broken. And you, and it's not something that comes easy. It's a decision that has to be made every day. Before yeah. your feet ever hit the floor, it's a thought that or a... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's an unspoken uh, bond between yes, us. That you have, that is maintained on a daily basis. And there are things that are said throughout the day that 
you may say something off the cuff, you know, in a snide remark or a sassy remark, and your spouse may not take it the way you meant it to be said, or your child may not take it the way you meant it to be said. But as long as you know that you're loyal to each other, that kind of stuff can be can be uh, squelched and that kind of stuff can be um, forgiven and that kind of stuff can be um, easy. Well, I'm not going to say easy to overlook, but it's easier to disregard. Right. And um, as long as you can maintain that loyalty toward each other. you And you have to realize, too, when we're talking about our families, we're talking about very narcissistic personality disorders on both sides of on the family. both sides of the family. So once you recognize that that's what and who you're dealing with, then you can understand more how to deal with them. You also have to look at every person not just for who they are and how they're behaving, but what have they been through? What is their lived experience? Right. And that's you know my tagline where my business comes in. It's Hurting people hurt people, but healed people help people people heal. It's almost a dire, brother. Hurting people hurt people. They're hurting, and out of that hurt, they inflict that hurt on other people because they don't know what else to do with it. Right. But healed people, once you can get to that point of being healed, healed people help people heal. So once you get to that point of healing, you can help other people heal from that hurt that's been inflicted on them and that's the, the case with my my mom and stepdad that's the case in your family as well yep. and i'm gonna let you take that part well i have um a couple of siblings one in particular who is very is a very narcissistic individual and it's either their way or no way at all and they uh, and they get that, they model that behavior from? Their dad. Their dad, your dad. My dad. And mm-hmm. that was a that was a choice that I made growing up that I would um I would not be like my dad. I would not grow up to be the same way he was. I was not going to continue in the line of um abuse. dysfunction and abuse and narcissistic behavior. And everybody's heard the song, the um, cat, in the, cat in the Cradle. Cat in the Cradle. And I refused to grow up to be just like my dad. And that was a that was a choice that I made in high school. And I made sure that I broke those those bonds. But I have a couple of siblings who have yet to figure out how to break those bonds. I, I, and I don't know if they ever will. And they, to this day, are still just as as um selfish selfish and narcissistic as they've ever been and when my parents passed away in the last two years it's um it's really came to the forefront of how they even treated my parents and um they still try to control the situation and everything that's going on every situation i just refuse to be a part of it and and because of that, I. Well, you went along with it for a long, long time. You you just kind of went along to get along to, you know, and, and let them run the thing. But then when it came down to when your dad died, it 
yeah. everything changed. Because Every, everything changed. And his sister essentially told him he didn't deserve to be the patriarch of the family, even though he's the only son and the oldest son, that he was never around. Granted, he was in the Air Force for 34 years and we were moving to serve this country. But uh, it, she needed to be the, the boss, the patriarch. And she is. She controls her other sisters and they do what she does and, and says and they march to her drum. And I don't. And he doesn't. And so because of that and because of the way they are, the, the core of my family is now me and Sass here well, and our it's... kids. And um, I don't know that I'll ever have another family reunion where my siblings, siblings are concerned. Now, I'm not saying my kids don't have relationships with them. They do, and that's their choice. But every time I hear of something going on, I'm like, y'all just be careful what you say and hear. And don't believe everything you say. Don't believe everything you hear. And if it's concerning me or your mom, then you need to come ask us first. Don't assume what you hear from them is, is gospel. Right. And it's uh, and I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It hurts. It hurts big time because the first the first attack came at me. And um, and, then and, when I, and I when I retreated into the room crying and he said what happened and I told him what happened. Then he went out to confront her and that's when the rest of it came out. And really what we've learned through our pastor and our um, Sunday school teacher is that that is years of anger and resentment and, and and built up that she just unleashed on us at all at once. So it wasn't just something that happened right then that day. She felt she should have been the firstborn and the first one to get married and all that kind of first, the first, even though, I was the first one. I was the first born. I was the first one married. First, first one, one had kids. kids. None of that mattered. She felt she was supposed to be it. She feels entitled. Entitled. Wouldn't that be a good word? Yeah. Like she's entitled to be the biggest and the best of everything. So, and some of that comes from your personality and how, how you're made. A lot of it comes from how you're raised. Yes. And how you how your parents treat you and your siblings and others differently and how your parents think of you and then cause you to think of yourself in that way. I know that's for me, it's absolutely true. My, my, I was taught that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't, nothing I did was good enough. Same with him. So I came into life thinking that's how it was and it wasn't. God says we're all good enough. Yep. Because Jesus died for all of us, even the narcissists, even the hateful people. And the, what does the Bible say that we should do? Love them. We should pray for them. We should pray for them. And I remember after that whole incident, the first time we were praying together and I prayed for your sisters, that God would bless them and that he would bless them abundantly and all this. And we finished and he said, boy, that must have been hard to do. And I said, no, because the Bible says it'll heap up burning coals on their head. <laughs> I don't want burning coals on their head. I don't. I want God to bless them. And I, but at the time, I was still very hurt, and that was a, a motivator. To really 
So this week in Sweet Tea and Sass, we talked again about loyalty, and we've talked about being loyal to family, family and what you consider your family. And family is not just by birth. Family is also by choice. Yeah. So you need to remember those that you choose to make your family and that loyal circle that you have, however big or however small it may be. That is your family, and that is who you need to be loyal with. Yes, absolutely. Y'all can catch us on uh, Facebook. You can catch us on uh, our um, webpage, uh, the Clamming Group. You can catch us at Married by Design. On Facebook. On Facebook. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. And so please reach out to us. We would love to chit-chat with y'all and talk to you. And until next time, this has been Sweet Tea. And Sass. We love y'all. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.